Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We've been in this series on the Holy Spirit, and I really want you to be encouraged. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of touch points we've been talking about, and then I really want to talk to you about really the heart of God. It's really been good. It's really blessed me today. Um, I want you to look at this because I think this is really, really important. If you go with me to John 16, 13, John 16, 13, and we can, we can actually hang out in there a little bit. But in John 16, um, especially verse 13, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there because we might read more. And then right after that, we're going to go to Hebrews 4, and I'm going to switch it up a little bit. But in John 16, 13, um, Jesus really starts explaining what he's going to do. And he says this, How be it, when the Spirit of truth is come, we know that's the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Okay? He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and he shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and he shall show it unto you. Isn't that cool? I want you to look at verse 13 one more time though. Okay, because I think it really pulls it in. How be it when the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, comes to you, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but he shall what? He shall speak only what he hears. And he's going to show you things to come. I think that's so awesome. I want you to look over here too. I want you to come with me to John 14, 26. We're going to look at John 14, 26. And then I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of get you to kind of look into this window that I want you to see through. So you could see how awesome God is. So in John 14, 26, you're going to see this. Um, but the comforter. Now, I want you to hang on to that word. That word in the Greek is parakletos, right? It means your advocate, your counselor, your, your, your comforter, someone who's been summoned or called to your aid. Someone who's been, this is the Holy Spirit now. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. The Holy Spirit is your counselor. The Holy Spirit is your aid. Your, the Holy Spirit has been summoned and called alongside of you. My God in heaven, did you get that? Called alongside of you to come and plead. Listen to this one. One who pleads another cause before a judge. A pleader, a counselor for defense, a legal assistant, an advocate. Isn't that good? An intercessor, right? God, of now look at this. He's, exalt, he's been exalted by God and placed at the right hand, the Holy Spirit. He's with you. So I want you to see this. So now you got to understand it, right? But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Now he don't, even, he don't even pull no punches. He just tells you the Holy Ghost is the comforter, and the comforter is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever... I have said unto you, 
Now, that's big, okay? So what had really taken place for me was I was reading um, the other day, and while I was reading, I kind of looked at, um, I kind of started looking at the book of Hebrews, and while I was, I wanted you to get the right perspective of what the Holy Spirit is doing, especially when you're going through challenging times in your life. Because I think a lot of times we go through challenging times and we feel like, man, God doesn't care about this. Or, or you know, we feel abandoned. We feel alone. We feel like nobody cares. We feel like, God, if you love me, why are, why are, you, why are, you, why are you making me go through this? Or why do I even have to go through this? Or what in the world is going on that I would even think about this and going through this? I don't understand what is going on. So I think we got to get a proper perspective sometimes of what that means to comfort because if I don't understand what comfort means, I don't have a biblical definition of it. I have a natural definition of it and the natural definition doesn't equal the biblical definition of an advocate called alongside one to help. And I want you almost tonight to see the long suffering of God and not be down on yourself if you don't just snap right out of it. Because now listen, I don't want to get into like you need 90 weeks. You don't need 90 weeks. But I want you to know that God is a comforter who is long suffering. Because I think sometimes people just get to a place where they almost become so despondent that even when the word of God shows up, they think like, man, yeah, but I'm going through all this stuff. I don't even know if I can grab onto that right now. And because of it, they're in a hopeless situation sometimes because we don't rightly identify what the comforter is meaning and doing in those moments, even when it looks like we're going through stuff we don't want to go through. I think it's important. I wrote some stuff down. We're going to do it. I want you to look at this. Go to Hebrews 4, 14. The passion will read really, really clear for these guys. And I want you to kind of pull this in and just sit with it um, because I think it's going to help you really, really, really. Um, you know, we can even start. Um, we can even start with verse 12. Just start with verse 12. It'll make more sense in, in 13. So if you go Hebrews 4 and 12, Passion, I think we're going to do this thing a little because, you know, it, that's where it starts. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's King James. We're going to stay in the passion. But, you know, that's that scripture. Same scripture, different translation. Makes a lot of sense, I feel, to what might be going on in your life. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. And it pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit and bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. It's the word of God really exposes everything about your life. Now watch this. 13 really starts getting you to understand what he was talking about, about your life here. There is not one person who can hide their thoughts from God. Now right there, just pull that in. He knows what you're thinking, man. So don't, 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 don't lie to yourself. He knows what you're thinking. Just be honest with him, you know, and just be like, God, 
this is, this is where I'm at. If I'm thinking it and I'm hanging on to those thoughts, then that's really what I'm feeling. It's okay to feel. It's just not okay to sometimes walk out on our feelings. And that's what I want to kind of talk to you about. Because I think so many people feel broken because they feel it. There's nothing wrong with feeling it. You just can't focus on it. You know what I'm saying? You can feel it. You just can't focus on it. Because it's probably not the truth. You know what I mean? Some of the stuff you're feeling. So let's go. For God, right, nothing that we do remains a secret. And nothing created is concealed. But everything is exposed and defenseless before his eyes to whom we must render an account. Ain't that cool? That's good stuff. He's saying, I see everything. Now watch this, 14. So then we must cling in faith to all we know to be true. For we have a magnificent king priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who what? Who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathizes with us in our frailty. Right there, you gotta pull that in. He what? We have a magnificent king priest. I like it. Jesus Christ, the son of God. I love that. He rose into the heavenly realm. Wow, heavenly realm. <laughs> heavenly realm for us. Got it? And now sympathizes with us in our frailty. I like that word. He, watch this. 15, and we're going to come back to 14. He understands humanity for as a man... Our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way just as we are in conquered sin. So there's nothing you felt that Jesus has not already felt. I'm going to go on a limb and say this. There's nothing you thought that Jesus hasn't probably originally thought. He just never acted upon it. So watch 16. Then we're going to go back. It's really strong. So now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned. What do we do there? We receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Man, that is strong. Now, I want you to look at verse 14 because I kind of want to pull this in just a little bit, okay? Because he says this. He says, um, Jesus has been tempted and really over, overwhelmingly He's overcome the temptations of your life, okay? So, man, I'm telling you what. He sympathizes with us in our frailty. And I looked, I looked some of that up in the King James because it doesn't read. In the King James, it, uh, it says, King James just reads, seeing we have a great high priest, his past in the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, which is our confession. So got to keep your mouth on it. For we have not, a, who's been touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's weaknesses. Okay, touched with the feeling of our what? Sympatheo is basically the Greek word, and that's actually how it says it. It's S-U-M-P-A-T-H-E-O. It's Greek for this, to feel sympathy with. That is what? Commiserate, have compassion, be touched with the feeling of. Man, that's deep. Commiserate. Did you hear that word? You know, you know what I'm saying? So that means he, he links up with all that stuff. I, I wrote some stuff that's really going to get you. To be affected with, listen to this, to be affected with the same feeling as another, that's what sympathize means, right? To feel or to have compassion on. To be affected with, 
the same feeling as another. Did you pull that in? Man, that's strong. So basically what he's saying is this. I, I'm commiserating with you. I'm feeling what you're feeling. I understand where you're at. So then my mind, you know, goes, goes tilt. Because I'm like, man, half the time uh, you get there. So write these down. These are good for you to write down. Even when he knows what I'm feeling is wrong, God still sympathizes with me. Man, that is so good. Even when he knows what I'm feeling is wrong, he still sympathizes with me. That's a good God, man. I'm going to talk about this. You're going to see this. You're gonna, I'm carrying this over like in a Sunday because like this is the stuff people need to hear, man. Because you go, yeah. and all the while knowing he's the truth and he's going to give you a different answer, he's okay with coming into your moment and feeling what you're feeling. I learned that, um, and I'm going I'm to give you this in a minute. I learned that with the story of Lazarus. And, and I, I really, I really, it really blew me out because I didn't understand it. It was kind of like almost, it was kind of like almost like that whole story was kind of weird for me. I'm like, and we can go through the whole scenario just so we can get a picture of it. But that is exactly what he did. That is exactly what he does. He shows up into the thing, situation, knowing he's the solution, but doesn't overwhelm the people with the solution, but steps into the moment of sympathy and then over, overrides the situation through sympathy and not just this overbearing strength. I'll explain it because there's no other way to explain it, but you see it. So Jesus, right, is, is now, well, you know what I'll do? Okay, so check this out, right? Because I think this is huge because you have, you have to kind of see it, you know? I think um, I think if you see it, I think if you see it with your own eyes, um, I think you kind of get a, a great, a gr a greater understanding. I don't know. Maybe you just got. Maybe we just got to read it together. You know what I mean? And I think um, I think when you see it, you kind of go, "Oh, okay, I got it." Go with me to John chapter eleven, and we're pretty much gonna we're gonna read a lot of that. But it's going to be okay, you know what I mean? Um, go to John eleven seventeen. King James will be perfect. You're going to really like this. So that's why I'm taking the time. Really going slow. Really want to get this over to you. Because I really feel like, man, if you guys can see this at the level you need to see this, it's going to be really life-changing. Okay? John eleven seventeen. Right? Then G now, this is the story about, um, you know, we just left Easter not too long ago, right? It's kind of funny. But... Resurrection power, resurrection life, resurrection transformation. So Jesus comes to basically Lazarus's tomb, and he says, "Man, what's going on?" But you got to read the early part. Maybe we should just you want to just read the whole thing. All right, let's do it. It's, there's no other way to do it. Just go to John eleven one. Where are we going anyway? It's Wednesday night. Come on, John eleven one. Let's. I'm going to read probably the whole chapter. It's kind of cool. It's Bible study anyway. You're going to. This can really help you. Because think about what I said, right? Even when he knows what I'm feeling is wrong, he sympathizes with me. And even when he knows what you're feeling is valid and he has the solution, he doesn't just give you the solution without validating your feelings. Now that's a touchy road because some people say, well, you can't live in feelings. You can't. But sometimes we have to validate people's feelings 
so that we can lead them to the answer. It's pretty good. I got what I wrote here will change your life. Listen, it is. This is so good. Okay. Even when he knows he is the answer, Jesus, he will sympathize with you while you're struggling with the question. That is Holy Ghost. I'm going to say it again. Even when Jesus knows he's the answer to your situation, he sympathizes with you while you're still struggling with the question. Like, why am I in this? What is this doing? What is going on? He don't just come in and go, I'm the answer. He comes in and feels and then provides a solution. The greatest effect you can have on people's life sometimes is feel what they're feeling and then not say validate their feelings, feel what they're feelings and then slide the answer in there because if you slide the answer in without feeling what they're feeling, people reject it. So watch this. Now this story is going to make sense. It made sense all the while, but you're going to see a different side. Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary, and his sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord's feet with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sister sent him, saying, Lord, behold, he who you loveth is sick. Jesus heard it. He said this, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. This sickness is not what? Unto death, but for the glory of God. So he just said, this sickness ain't unto death. He is going through sick to give God glory. Now we know God doesn't get any glory in sick, but you understand the terminology then, right? Because Jesus, Jesus went to the cross and paid the price. That's why he, he reveals himself as the resurrection and life. Now, now Jesus loved Martha and her, and her sister and Lazarus. And he worried that he was sick. He still remote two more days at the place where he was. Then after he said unto his disciples, let us go to Judah again. His disciples said to the master, the Jews are trying to kill us, man. You want to go back? They start to stone me. Jesus answered, he said, aren't there 12 hours in a day? If any man walk in a day, he stumbleth not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there was no light in him. These things I said unto you, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may what? Awake him out of sleep. Did you see that? He's sleeping. I'm going to go wake him up. So he was sick. He's sleeping. He's resting. He's recovering. The disciples said, God, great. That's great that he's sleeping, Jesus. So that's good. How about, how be it? Jesus was talking about his death. Right? They had spoken of sleep. Then Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there. To the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let us go in him. Are you seeing this? Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his father, said, let us go also that we may die with him. This is, this is going downhill quick, right? He's dead, so this ain't going to end in death. He's just sick. Now he's dead, and I'm glad he's dead, and now everybody's going to die. This is like a nightmare. You see in this, like, you read this thing, it's like, this is like whacked. So Jesus, let me get this straight. 
So it'd be like, you get a phone call, right? Like, hey, so-and-so sick. All right, what's up? They're messed up? Okay, I got you. Hey, we'll pray for you. Get some rest. You know what I mean? Chill. Have some soup. Watch some Netflix. Kick back, relax. It's going to get better. That's what they were saying. Jesus like, hey, yeah, he's, he's sleeping. Disciples go great. When, you, when you're sick, you need some sleep. That's great. Good Jesus. Now, now he's dead. Can you imagine the wacky going on here? He's dead. He was sick. You told me it wasn't going to end in death. You told me he was asleep. I thought it was good that he would be sleeping. You told me this. Now he's dead. And then you come and tell me it's good that he's dead because the intent that we can maybe believe, let us go. And Thomas chimes in in the back with his genius idea. Yeah, he's dead and let's all go die together. I'm like getting a new group of friends, man. I'm telling you right now, they are not on my Snapchat. I'm getting rid of them dudes. I don't, come on, man. What is going on here? You see what I'm saying? So Jesus has got some bunch here. So he shows up at the grave four days later. Okay? Now, Jewish custom is, you know, the spirit of a, of a person would hover for four days. And after that, it lifted off to wherever it went. So in Jewish custom right now, this situation's hopeless. So Jesus like, let's stay here two more days. Makes sense. Why? Because if you stay two days and you show up where there was hope for something to happen, Jesus went to an impossible situation and showed up with resurrection power to turn it around. That's one side of it. But this is the side of it that blew me out. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. Now, you got to listen. You got to read the Bible with great intention of thinking. And many of the Jews came to Mary and Martha to comfort them concerning their brother. There's that word, comfort. Now, you might say, Pastor Chris, is that the same kind of comfort that, you know, they talk about comforting with the Holy? Is that the Holy Ghost comfort? No, it's not. It's a natural, okay, um, encourage, console, comfort. Not the paracletos, the comforter, but comforting, okay? It's, right? It, and you want to know what's funny? It's basically this. This is going to sound nuts, but this is so good, okay? Far, I'm not going to say this right, but in the Greek, basically, it's farm, farmathia, right? So basically, I, it's comfort like medicine. You better get that right there. People better stay on that. Don't go nowhere real quick with that one because that one will fly over your head if you're not paying attention. What did you just say? I'm going to say it again. It's like medicine. Comfort to a person that is going through a struggle is like medicine. Okay? Did you get that? Yeah, you guys are putting it together. You're saying it's in courage. Okay? And I, 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 I'm a, oh, oh, I'm going to tell you right here now. Watch, check this out. You're going to like this. Right? Because it's not a, I, I don't even know how you say it right. I'm not even going to try, try um, I'm not even going to try to say this thing because I'm going to mess it up. Okay? And I know what you're thinking. It means to comfort. So think about that. It means to encourage. Think about it. They were coming to bring what? Comfort, encouragement, help to their emotional need because they were in a place of grief and they were in a place of loss. Right? So you say, hmm, I got it. So you say, what, what, well, okay. 
It has the word, it has the word healing in it. Kind of like, I'm, 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 let, me pull up the, let me pull this definition up. Just, let, me, let me do this so you can see this for good because if I don't do it, right? So you look and say, okay, here we go, right? To speak to address one, whether by admonition or incentive or to calm and console, to encourage, to console, right? How about this one? To relate, encourage, console, comfort. Ooh, I'm telling you, right? So you start seeing this. So watch this. So he came and they tried to control. Watch this. Mary, to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Now let me tell you something to you. Jesus left knowing he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. You got it? You see it? He got one mission. This thing ain't going to end in death. Now, I'm, I'm going to kind of let it out early. He was going to be the solution. He knew when he said this will not end in the death, he didn't say it wasn't going to die. He just said this ain't ending that way. So did Jesus was Jesus not the answer on the way going to the situation? Absolutely. Right? Jesus said, if Jason, you would be, but I know that even whatsoever thou ask of God, he'll give it thee. Then said unto her, thy, Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said, yeah, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me, what? Shall never die. You believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, uh, son of God, which shall come into the world. There's that faith operation, right? She said, I believe what you say. And, when, and when, when she had so said, he went with her and they went on, right? Now check this out, right? Ooh, they got there, right? Now Jesus, um, he was yet to come into town. You know what I'm saying? What, look, at, let's skip on down to verse 34 because we're, we're going to we'll be here forever, which is okay. I got plenty of time. Just slide on down. See it. And, and said, where did you lay him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Okay, now I don't know about you, but what in the heaven? He groaned in the spirit before that. He saw them weeping. If you really pull 33, when Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where did you lay him? Now it makes more sense, right? You see right there? He wept. So he's seen their pain. He sees their, their grief. He sees their sorrow. And he weeps. I'm like, what are you weeping for? Now just think of this. Because you know what he said. He came there and said, take the stone away and tell him to come out. He knew. Now watch this now. He knows he's leaving before he's even dead. He knows he's leaving to raise him from the dead. He knows he's going to be the solution to the problem. He knows he's going to take care of everything they need. He knows he's going to do everything possible to bring them hope, help, and healing. He's going to do it all. But he gets to the midst of the moment and does not just go, hey, watch me do this. He gets involved in the feeling in the moment and sympathizes with the people so much it moves him to weep. 
Bro, you're telling me that he doesn't care about your feelings? Come on, man. He might never speak to your feelings, but he cares about them. And I got news for you. Even when they're wrong, he does not correct you for wrong feelings. He just leads you to truth. He ne- you think about your life. Has God ever truly, really corrected you about wrong feelings? Not really. Here's what I'm saying. Like, you're thinking bad thoughts or things. Like, he always leads you to truth. I literally got this. Th- I'm going to tell you something right here now. You ready for this? I tell you that story all the time. I'll tell you the story. This is legit. I, um, I, had, I had a situation, and, man, it, was, it wasn't me. Because if it's me, I'm the first one to say it was me. I had nothing to do with it. And people were basically getting the fruit of their mouth, and I kind of was happy about it. You know, I was like, good, you know, and I never forget this as long as I kind of like sat in it and, and I, I probably got offended for a minute. Now I'm really, 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 really far removed from that. Thank God. But it was early, you know, and I got offended a little bit maybe. And I had a little, little animosity there. And, you know, it was a touchy spot. You know, like when somebody's name comes up or something comes up, you're like, oh man, I'm, maybe I didn't deal with that as good as I thought I did. So it hit me. And I never forgot this as long as I lived. It was like, I think God was teaching me to teach you. You know, I think a lot of my life is that. He teaches me to teach you. And I'm okay with that, you know. I sat there and it was like almost, if, he, if, if you have, all, this is how I heard it in my head. If you have aught against your brother, go make peace with him before you bring me your gift. And it was so random. It's Bible, it's King James. You know, basically we're saying, if you have a problem with your brother, go make peace with him before you bring me a gift. And I'm not kidding you. It would be like this. So, but watch this. This is why people don't like quiet. This is why people do not like quiet. This is why people, people do not like God's presence. This is why the church doesn't really want to be in an atmosphere where they can hear from God. Because there is so much self-examination in the presence of God, not because of God's contrary contradiction of who you are, but because in his atmosphere, there's only next level living. So when you get around God and the things of God, it pulls you up to become a better spiritual being. So if I, and it's funny, you know what? When I get around great men and women of God, they make me sharpen my game. Think about that. That's anybody. You, you golf with a good golfer, you play better. You ball with a good baller, you ball better. I mean, I went fishing with guys that fish good, you fish better. I'm being serious, man. You just, you just get better at it. You get around people doing it. Come on, man. You do it better. So think about where, 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 what I'm trying to get you to see here, right? I like that thought. Even when he knows he's the answer, he will sympathize with you while you're struggling with the question. He doesn't really correct me for what I'm feeling he tells me the truth about what I should be feeling. And here's the problem with this. A lot of you guys go to people to get an answer they can't give you. And sometimes what they do is they almost get frustrated with your feelings and your, and your, and, and your, and your weakness. And I don't want to say it's weakness in a bad, but how about this? You know, Jesus said it best. And maybe we should look at this word. Go back to Hebrews 4 because this could be big. Right? This could be big for somebody to get a breakthrough here. You know, look, it says, it says here, um, the feeling, the feeling of our infirmities, what we were all, all likewise. Remember I said the passion, 
right? I said, now sympathizes with us in our what? Frailty. Now that word in the King James, he doesn't use frailty. He uses the word feeling of our infirmities, okay? And he says he was tempted. Now that word infirmity does not mean sickness only, okay? It means feebleness of body or mind. Frail, diseased, sick, weak. Kind of lines it up, right? Now, they, they, right? He, the want of strength, weakness, of body, of mind. See what I mean? And that's why it gets in there. A want. Man, I'm telling you, man. So you, you, does that mean you're sick in mind? No, that means you're just not thinking correctly. Okay? Because your emotions sometimes get the best of you. But he's not quick to forget about what you're feeling. He leads you to truth to show you what to be feeling. He wants to change your focus. And he wants to give you the thing. But he's not, he's not inhuman. That's why it refers to him as a human, right? That's why Jesus, when he came as a man, he experienced everything me and you will. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling. Man, you better get that, man. That's that word sympathize, sympatheo, right? He has sympathy, touched with the feeling of my weaknesses, Man, I'll tell you what, God is so safe, you could come to him with anything and everything. God is so awesome, you could come to him with anything and everything. He will teach you how to think the right thoughts. So this is what I want you to do. Number one, now, that was strong when I told you. So number one, what do I got to do? Realize it's okay to feel. I just, I just feel beat up. Okay, it's okay to feel. But feelings, now, I don't know. Somebody says this way better than me, but this is how I say it. Feelings may be facts, but it, they're not the truth. Okay, it's a fact somebody left you, hurt you. That's a fact, right? The, the facts of life. They used to be a TV show, right? Right? It's a fact that you don't feel good right now. It's not the truth. Because by his stripes you're healed. But it's a fact. You know what I mean? I don't even know if fact's the right word. But let's just say it's my perception. It's my whatever. It's my moment. I don't care what you call it. Let's just say facts for lack of argument. Okay? Okay. Somebody stopped loving you and, and left you. Fact. Truth is, that don't mean you're not lovable. Okay? Fact. I don't feel right. Truth, by his stripes you're healed. Fact. My mind is all over the place. The enemy is bombarding my head with fiery darts. Truth, you got the shield of faith to quench all those fiery darts. God will show you how. See what I'm saying? So I'm walking in facts. I'm I got a bad doctor's report, man. That's a fact. I got the paperwork. I believe in miracles that could change that paperwork around. Truth. See what I'm saying? So when facts hit, now I'm going to show you something. People are insensitive to your emotions, and because of it, it's dangerous. But I'm going to blame some of you, because why are you going to people telling them everything going on? Who is what? We have a high priest. You know what a high priest means? He's the one you go to. You know, like a priest in the earth, you're supposed to go to him to get to God. Jesus is the guy you go to to get to God. When's the last time you brought your feelings to your high priest? Man, that is a state. You know, I've never said that day in my life. That's strong. When's the last time you brought all your feelings to your high priest? No, you know what it is? You want to get, now I'm going to tell you this. Now listen to me. 
you want to get um, immediate um, consolation from a human in the earth. No, you, you know, forget that. They ain't going to understand you. Go get immediate transformation from your high priest. When is the last time you brought your feelings to your high priest? Jesus. And now who's my high priest? Jesus. The one who's been law, called alongside. Now, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one. So basically I could say this. When's the last time you brought that stuff to the Holy Spirit? It said, you're the comforter. You're the counselor. You're the helper. You're the one called alongside to help me navigate life. You see it? You're going to the wrong place. I had a guy. I'm closing with this because I want you to meditate on this stuff. I had a guy in the church one time. They used to have keys. You know, when we were at the Miracle Center. And, um, he went to be to heaven, went, went to go be in heaven right now, man. But he he he'd mind deal sometimes, you know. And I'd coach him through it, help him. And one time he's like, "I gotta have a meeting with you. I gotta have a meeting with you." And I said, "What's up?" He said, "I got some stuff. I I gotta sit down and talk to you." I said, "Okay." I said, "Just do me a favor." So you got the key to church? He goes, "Matter of fact, I'm real close." I said, "Go into church, walk on the altar, and pr- pray in the spirit just for a little bit, and go go lean on the comforter. And I'll counsel you to the days long, but I want you to lean up. When, have you brought this to the comforter?" He said, no. He prayed for 20 minutes. My phone rang. He said, I don't need to meet you. He said, I got my answer in prayer. Now, I would have met him, but I don't have all the answers. But God does. And a lot of the answers that you're looking for, you're not looking for answers. You just want to heal in the area of what you feel. Ooh. That might be, that's the YouTube channel highlight. Heal. What you what? What you feel. Only Jesus can heal what you feel. No one else can. Nobody understands it. I don't understand what's going on inside of you. I'm a human. You don't understand what's going on inside of me. I don't know where these crazy thoughts. Man, when I first got saved, I thought I was nuts. I was like, where does this stuff come from if I got God living in me? This is evil. And I said, man, I remember the devil hammered me, man. He's like, oh, what kind of Christian are you thinking those kind of thoughts? And they weren't like whacked out, but you know, normal stuff. Like I was mad or I'd get, I'd get, you know, whatever inside my head. And I was thinking like, oh my God, how in the heaven can I be saved thinking this kind of stuff? And then the Lord taught me, he said, all words are just seeds that are in the container of your head. Just don't let them get in your heart and speak them out of your mouth. Are you guys seeing this? So good, ain't it? Take the time to be established in truth and understand this. God is okay with what you feel. He's just going to give you the truth to transform your feelings to his word. And I promise you this, the moment you start allowing yourself to really be okay with what you feel and just really put it in its right place, it might be a fact, but I got the truth that could change it. And I want you to know something about God. His character is not to blast you about it. Like, why do you feel, you know, you ever get around somebody that's kind of been, um, I don't know, not sensitive about your moment and they're just, even though you know you're not supposed to be feeling that right now, could somebody just have some sympathy for me for a minute? Now, some of you love sympathy. You've been on sympathy for six years. You got to stop that business. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I get them in here. My heart broken. I was like, oh, what's going on? I'm devastated. Okay, what happened? You know, something 20 years ago. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? Just stop. You got to, I, I got to, I understand about heal. And I understand about time, but some things you just got to let go and move on. You can't stay, you can't stay stuck in 73 just because, you know what I mean? Just because something happened. I'm not saying what happened, you don't need to validate. But after we kind of have that place where we got, where's the truth? God's the God of new beginnings. 
He wants to start some new beginnings with you so you can live outside of the past and you can live beyond, you can live beyond the place of feel and get to the place of faith and change your life forever. God is okay with what you feel. God comforts you in what you're feeling. And God doesn't want to look at you and just be like, what's the matter with you? Why do you feel that? That's not God. God sympathizes with you. He has empathy with you. But he also does this. Whenever you do this, even naturally with somebody, you sympathize. You have, you, you, you have empathy towards them. You have humility towards them. You have kindness and love towards them. But you also show up with a solution to get us from where we are to where we need to be. Because sometimes what it comes down to, sympathy is a hand down to get a hand up in somebody's life. Come on, somebody. So sympathy would be like, this is how I saw it. Sympathy is a hand down to get their hands up. Come on, somebody. I'm going to reach down to help you pick up so your hands can get up and give him praise. Come on. Amen. That's what life is all about. Remember this. Your comforter is here to comfort you and to help you and to help you walk through the pains of life. God loves you. And here's another thing, right? I mean, I like that statement. You know, I wrote that, man. So you guys can coin that. Even when he knows he is the answer, Jesus, he will sympathize with you while you're struggling with the question. What question are you struggling with? This question. Why is this happening to me? Why do I feel like this? Why is this still going on? Why is that such a pain in my heart right now? Why am I going through what I'm going through? I don't understand it. Jesus will have sympathy with you all the while knowing he's the answer, but he will what? He will have sympathy with you with all your questions. And he will wait till you're ready to hear the good news of how he's going to turn this thing around. I promise you he's the greatest person you'll ever meet. He is the Holy Spirit, and he's waiting for you. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, each and every person listening tonight. I thank you that the Comforter will comfort them. They'll remember this message for the rest of their life, that their feelings may feel like a fact, but you have given them the truth to transform their life. I thank you for blessing them and keeping them and revealing yourself to them each and every day. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said, Amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. Praise God. I'm happy. Make sure you got the app. We got some stuff coming up. We got Mother's Day. What else we got? We got the breakfast for the men. Come on, somebody. We got stuff happening around here. I don't know when it's happening. You got to get the app. Get the app right now. Go on there. Relevant Church app. Go to your app store. Y'all got Googles and whatever. Google it. Android. Uh, um, whatever you got there. iPhone. Go to the app store. Click in Relevant Church. You're going to see the logo. The black and white things right there. It says Relevant Church. Click on it. And when it says notification, say yes. Allow. Why? Because you got to know what's going on. We just send it to you. Bing. Men's breakfast. Bing. Bing. You see it on your phone. You'll get them and you'll know what's going on here. Because if you don't stay connected... We can't stay connected to you. We're trying, so help us out. That's why we did it. And this thing, you know what's funny? Here's another thing, too. That's a resource that we, we pay for, and you know what? To help you stay connected. So take advantage of it. You know what I mean? Use it. It's free for you. But guess what? We made sure we built it, and the team worked real hard on that. So download it, give it, share it. And thank you for sharing today's message. I know it's going to help people change their future with God. We love you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. 
And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.